Shabbos Dav I hope you all have a wonderful Shabbos. Please keep safe and healthy. Going back to the mission that we had yesterday. You take a garment, you fold it up, you make it into a wick, but you didn't singe it. Yesterday we had one shot in Machlokes Rebbe Leizer Rebbe Kiva why it might be tome or tar and why you could use it or can't use it on Shabbos. Today we have another shot. Rebbe says the Rebbe Leizer says you cannot use this wick on Shabbos because it's unsinged. You must first make it black where the fire could catch nicely and you won't have issues with it on Shabbos. Otherwise, we're concerned you might fix it on Shabbos. How do we explain Rav Yosef's halacha that he heard and he wasn't sure where to, where to apply it? There's a concept of three fingers by three fingers that are exactly three fingers by, finger, by three fingers. Yesterday we said one pshat. According to Rav, we have to say another pshat. He's talking about Toma. And there's Machlaikas. What can, constitutes a begot? Is it three fingers by three fingers exactly? Or three fingers by three fingers plus the hem? Says Rav Yosef, it's exactly not without the hem. Rav says, we have a Machlaikas, Rav Yehuda and Rav Shimon we mentioned the other day. If somebody takes a pot on Yantif, and he burns the pot. The pot just changed from a pot to a broken pot. A broken pot is Nailad, who was just born today on Yantif. And therefore, it's Muktzah according to Rebuda, according to Rav Shimon, it's not. Says Rav, it's not only a pot, it's even something like a date, where from the moment it was created, it has a pit inside. Nothing was created on Yantif. But when you open the date on Yantif, you discover the pit. That's Nailad. And he takes it one more step. Not only a pit, but even, let's say, a walnut, where there's the fruit inside and the wood is on the outside, where you could visibly see the wood, yet it's not wood until you crack open the walnut and you extract the nut. Then you're going to use the wood. So it's noilat on yantif. Shin says in all these cases, there is no noilat on yantif, and you're allowed to use all these items. Gemara tells us, Rab never said this halacha mefurash. Rab Yehuda heard a story that Rab who was Rav's uncle, told Rav, he saw him eating a pit, a date, and he had a pit. He said, listen, if you threw that into the fire on Yantif, you'd be over on Noilad. And Rav didn't answer him. The Gemara says, well, you didn't answer, did he agree with his uncle or not? So Gemara brings a story. Rav was eating a date on Yantif, and he took the pit and threw it to an animal. Now, if he held that the pit was Mukta, he wouldn't throw it to the animal. So the Gemara, wait a minute, it's possible that Rav was eating a very inferior date. And that date had fruit on the pit. A good quality date, when you open it up, there's no fruit on the pit. But this date was inferior. And since it had fruit on the pit, the pit is not mukta. It's considered fruit. And therefore, he allowed himself to take it and toss it to the animal. If a branch falls off a tree on Yantif, that's called Noilad. If it falls off into your oven, how do I use it on Yantif? If you add more wood that's not mukta, I can use it on yantif. The same thing would apply to our case of a pot that was burnt or there was a broken pot. If I add more wood to it, I can use that pot on yantif to make a fire. Now going back to the Mishnah, the case of folding up a wick, a garment and making it into a wick, according to Rebbe Leezer, it remains Tomei. Says Rebbe Amnuna, let me explain to you Pshat. We're talking about a situation where there's a garment that started off as a garment it was from the measurement of three fingers by three fingers all the way up to three tvachim by three tvachim. It was a garment, and the owner of the garment decided to make it into a shmata. He took it, and he wants to use it either to plug up a hole, or to clean, or to hold a hapat. Whatever the reason is, it's a shmata. If he takes it, folds it up nicely, puts it in a drawer, into a box, then he's showing that he wants it, and it's 100% tummy, according to everybody, even Rabbi Kiva. 
If he takes it and tosses it out into the garbage, and you found it in the garbage, according to everybody, it's not tummy. It's not a beggar. The machlagis is when he takes it and hangs it up on a peg, or hangs it up behind his door. Rebbe says, he still likes it, he still wants it, it remains a beggar, remains tummy. Rebbe Kiva says, he surely doesn't want it, it's not tummy. Says the Mishnah, brand new Mishnah, brand new sugya. We know that if you have a bowl of oil, and you light a fire in Shabbos, you take some of the oil out, you're you're making the fire last less, that's machabah. What if I have an egg full of oil, with a hole in the egg, and it drips out into my bowl over the entire Shabbos? By me removing oil, I'm over on the same machabah, because this candle is supposed to be lit for X amount of time, because I removed the oil from the egg, now that candle lasts less. If I do so, even with something that's disgusting, let's say instead of an egg I have earthenware, most people won't use that oil, still usher. If I do so with a bowl side by side to the other bowl, still usher. Review this says in all these cases is mother. However, if that egg is permanently affixed to the bottom bowl, let's say my klicheris is fixed, that's how I created, or later on I glued it together, then it's mutter because now I know it's one of the same and I'm not going to remove the oil. The Gemara tells us that Yudah was in base Nitza. It's the name of a place. And they gave him this egg, and he filled it up with oil, and he used it over Shabbos. So the Gemara is different because in base Nitza, they were zrizen, they were very careful. It seems like the Gemara wasn't so happy with that. The Gemara says, the Rebizu ben Elazar gave Musar, he was Moichiach, he was Moicha, to Rabbi Avin. The famous Machlaikas, are you allowed to drag a bench on Shabbos, knowing that perhaps you might create a groove in the ground. And that's the Isra Harisha. Rabbi Shimon says it's not a problem. I don't have kavana to do it. It's mutter. Rabbi he was dragging a bench over a marble floor. It's impossible to make a, a guma, impossible to make a groove. Yet Rabbi Yitzchak was moicha and he said, listen, maybe today you won't, but tomorrow you might forget and do so. And therefore it's also. The Gemara tells us a three-way machlek is in What happens if I have a very light bench? I can lift it up easily. It's efshar. The concept of Efshar, I can lift it up, but I don't want to. According to, to Rabbi Yirmiya, Rabbi Shimon only said his alafim is very heavy and you can't do it otherwise. But if it's light, you have no business dragging it and perhaps creating a groove, and therefore, in that case, he says it's also. And we have to explain, when the Mishnah talks about a kisei, the sapsal, that mentions a chair, it's talking about a very heavy chair. Ula says no. The Machlaikas is even... In a very light object like a, a chair, the Rabbi Shim is going to say it's mutter. But in a very heavy bench or bed, the Rabbi Yudah would also agree that it's mutter. So why does the Mishnah talk about a bed? It's talking about a very light bed. And Rabbi Yosef says no. The Machlaikis is in both cases. Even if it's very heavy and light, Rabbi Shim says it's mutter. Very heavy and light, Rabbi Yudah says it's asr. The Gemara has a bond question from a person who's selling clothing in the, in the street. Says the Gemara, if he's just putting it on him and he's not having any benefit from it, it's not from, he's not saving himself from the elements, from the heat, from the from the from the rain. It's motor, but a tsanua, a tzaddik should put it on a stick and not hold it. But you see, it's efshar. It's possible for him to get away from the whole problem of shamas. Yet we say it's motor for him to carry it on himself. So that's a kashmir biri that says that in a situation of efshar, you're not allowed to do so. Have a wonderful day. Have a great Shabbos. We'll see you tomorrow.